Part 3 of The Life of St. Anthony by St. Athanasius. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. 21. And let us strive, that wrath rule us not, nor lust overcome us. For it is written, The wrath of men worketh not the righteousness of God, and lust, when it has conceived, bears sin, and the sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Thus, living, let us keep guard carefully, and as it is written, keep our hearts with all watchfulness, for we have terrible and crafty foes, the evil spirits, and against them we wrestle. As the apostle said, not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, and against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Great is their number in the air around us, and they are not far from us. Now there are great distinctions among them, and concerning their nature and distinctions much could be said, but such a description is for others of greater powers than we possess. But at this time it is pressing and necessary for us only to know their wiles against ourselves. 22. First, therefore, we must know this, that the demons have not been created like what we mean when we call them by that name, for God made nothing evil, but even they have been made good, having fallen, however, from the heavenly wisdom. Since then, they have been groveling on earth. On the one hand, they deceived the Greeks with their displays, while out of envy of us Christians, they move all things in their desire to hinder us from entry into the heavens, in order that we should not ascend up thither from whence they fell. Thus there is need of much prayer and of discipline, that when a man has received through the Spirit the gift of discerning spirits, he may have power to recognize their characteristics, which of them are less and which more evil, of what nature is a special pursuit of each, and how each of them is overthrown and cast out, for their villains and the changes in their plots are many. The blessed apostle and his followers knew such things when they said, For we are not ignorant of their devices. And we, from the temptations we have suffered at their hands, ought to correct one another under them. Wherefore, I, having had proof of them, speak as to children. 23. The demons, therefore, if they see all Christians, and monks especially, laboring cheerfully and advancing, first make an attack by temptation, and place hindrances to hamper our way, to wit evil thoughts. But we need not fear their suggestions, for by prayer, fasting, and faith in the Lord, their attack immediately fails. But even when it does, they cease not, but navishly by subtly come on again. For when they cannot deceive the heart openly with foul pleasures, they approach in different disguise and went forth, shaping this place they attempt to strike fear, changing their shapes, taking the forms of women, wild beasts, creeping things, gigantic bodies, and troops of soldiers. But not even then need ye fear their deceitful displays, for they are nothing and quickly disappear, especially if a man fortify himself beforehand with face and the sign of the cross. Yet are they bold and very shameless, for if thus they are worsted, they make an onslaught in another manner, and pretend to prophesy and foretell the future, 
and to shew themselves of a height reaching to the roof, and of great breadth, that they may stealthily catch by such displays those who could not be deceived by their arguments. If here also they find the souls transcend by faith, and a hopeful mind, then they bring their leader to their aid. 24. And he said, They often appeared as the Lord revealed the devil to Job, saying, His eyes are as the morning star. From his mouth proceed burning lamps, and hearth of fire, or east force. The smoke of a furnace, blazing with the fire of coals, proceeds from his nostrils. His breast is coals, and from his mouth issues flames. When the prince of the demons appears in this wise, the crafty one, as I said before, strikes terror by speaking great things, as again the Lord convicted him, saying to Job, for he counteth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood, yea, he counteth the sea as a pot of ointment, and the depths of the abyss as a captive, and the abyss as a covered rock. And by the prophet the enemy said, I will pursue and overtake. And again by another, I will grasp the whole world in my hand as a nest, and take it up as eggs that have been left. Such, in a word, are their boasts and professions, that they may deceive the godly. But not even then ought we the faithful to fear his appearance or give heed to his words. For he is a liar, and speaketh of truth never a word. And though speaking words so many, and so great in his boldness, without doubt, like a dragon, he was drawn with a hook by the Saviour. And as a beast of burden, he received the halter round his nostrils. And as a runaway, his nostrils were bound with a ring. And his lips bored with an armlet. And he was bound by the Lord as a sparrow, that we should mock him. And with him are placed the demons his followers, like serpents and scorpions, to be trodden underfoot by us Christians. And the proof of this is that we now live opposed to him. For he who threatened to dry the sea and seize upon the world, Behold now cannot stay our discipline, nor even me speaking against him. Let us then heed not his words, for he is a liar, and let us not fear his visions, seeing that they themselves are deceptive. For that which appears in them is no true light, but they are rather the prelude and likeness of the fire, prepared for the demons who attempted to terrify men with those flames in which they themselves will be burned. Doubtless they appear, but in a moment disappear again hurting none of the faithful, but bringing with them the likeness of that fire which is about to receive themselves. Wherefore, it is unfitting that we should fear them on account of these things, for through the grace of Christ all their practices are in vain. 25. Again, they are treacherous, and are ready to change themselves into all forms, and assume all appearances. Very often also, Without appearing, they imitate the music of harp and voice, and recall the words of scripture. Sometimes, too, while we are reading, they immediately repeat many times, like an echo, what is read. They arouse us from our sleep to prayers, and this constantly, hardly allowing us to sleep at all. At another time, they assume the appearance of monks, and feign the speech of holy men, that by their similarity, they may deceive and thus drag their victims where they will. But no heed must be paid them, even if they are roused to prayer, even if they counsel us not to eat at all, even though they seem to accuse and cast shame upon us for those things which once they allowed, 
For they do this not for the sake of pity or truth, but that they may carry off the simple to despair, and that they may say the discipline is useless, and make men loathe the solitary life as a trouble and burden, and hinder those who, in spite of them, walk in it. 26. Wherefore the prophet sent by the Lord declared them to be wrenched, saying, Woe is he who gives his neighbors to drink muddy destruction, for such practices and devices are subversive of the way which leads to virtue. And the Lord himself, even if the demons spoke the truth, for they said truly, Thou art the Son of God, still widdled their mouths, and suffered them not to speak, lest haply they should sow their evil along with the truth, and that he might accustom us never to give heed to them, even though they appear to speak what is true. For it is unseemly that we, having the holy scriptures and freedom from the Saviour, should be taught by the devil, who has not kept his own order, but has gone from one mind to another. Wherefore, even when he uses the language of scripture, he forbids him, saying, But to the sinner said God, Wherefore dost thou declare my ordinances, and takest my covenant in thy mouth? For the demons do all things. They prate, they confuse, they dissemble, they confound to deceive the simple. They din, laugh madly, and whistle. But if no heed is paid to them, forthwith they weep and lament, as though vanquished. 27. The Lord, therefore, as God, stayed the mouths of the demons, and it is fitting that we, taught by the saints, should do like them, and imitate their courage. For they, when they saw these things, used to say, When the sinner rose against me, I was dumb and humble, and kept silence from good words. And again, But I was as a deaf man, and heard not, and as a dumb man who opens not his mouth. And I became as a man who heareth not. So let us neither hear them as being strangers to us, nor give heed to them, even though they arouse us to prayer, and speak concerning fasting. But let us rather apply ourselves to our resolve of discipline, and let us not be deceived by them, who do all things in deceit, even though they threaten death, for they are weak, and can do naught but threaten. 28. Already in passing, I have spoken on these things, and now I must not shrink from speaking on them at greater length. For to put you in remembrance, I will be a source of safety. Since the Lord visited earth, the enemy is fallen, and his power is weakened. Wherefore, although he could do nothing, still like a tyrant, he did not bear his fall quietly, but threatened, though his threats were words only. And let each one of you consider this, and he will be able to despise the demons. Now, if they were hampered with such bodies as we are, it would be possible for them to say, Men, when they are hidden, we cannot find. But whenever we do find them, we do them hurt. And we also, by lying in concealment, could escape them, shutting the doors against them. But if they are not of such a nature as this, but are able to enter in, those the doors be shut, and haunt all the air, both they and their leader the devil, and are wishful for evil and ready to injure, and, as the Saviour said, from the beginning the devil is a manslayer and the father of vice, while we, though this is so, are alive, and spend our lives all the more in opposing him, it is plain they are powerless. For place is no hindrance to their plots, 
nor do they look on us as friends, that they should spare us, nor are they lovers of good, that they should amend, but on the contrary, they are evil, and nothing is so much sought after by them, as wounding them that love virtue and fear God. But since they have no power to effect anything, they do not but threaten. But if they could, they would not hesitate, but force with work evil. For all their desire is set on this, and especially against us. Behold now, we are gathered together, and speak against them. And they know, when we advance, they grow weak. If therefore they had power, they would permit none of us Christians to live. For godliness is an abomination to a sinner. But since they can do nothing, they inflict the greater wounds on themselves, for they can fulfill none of their threats. Next this ought to be considered, that we may be in no fear of them, that if they had the power they would not come in crowds, nor fashion displays, nor with change of form would they form deceits. But it would suffice that what only should come and accomplish that which he was both able and willing to do, especially as everyone who has the power neither slays with displays, nor strikes fear with tumult, but forthwith makes full use of his authority, as he wishes. But the demons, as they have no power, are like actors on the stage, changing their shape and frightening children with tumultuous apparition and various forms, from which they ought rather to be despised, as chewing their weakness. At least the true angel of the Lord, sent against Assyrian, had no need for tumults, nor displays from without, nor noises nor rattlings, but in quiet he used his power, and forthwith destroyed a hundred and eighty-five thousand. But demons like these, who have no power, try to terrify at least by their displays. 29. But if anyone, having in mind the history of Job, should say, Why then has the devil gone forth and accomplished all things against him, and stripped him of all his possessions? and slew his children, and smote him with evil ulcers. That such a one, on the other hand, recognized that the devil was not the strong man, but God who delivered Job to him, to be tried. Certainly he had no power to do anything. But he asked, and having received it, he has wrought what he did. So also from this the enemy is the more to be condemned. For although willing, he could not prevail against one just man. For if he could have, he would not have asked permission, but having asked, not once, but also a second time, he shows his weakness and want of power. And it is no wonder, if he could do nothing against Job, when destruction would not have come, even on his cattle, had not God allowed it. And he has not the power over swine, for as it is written in the Gospel, they besought the Lord, saying, Let us enter the swine. But if they had power not even against swine, much less have they any over men, formed in the image of God. 30. So then we ought to fear God only, and despise the demons, and be in no fear of them. But the more they do these things, the more let us intensify our discipline against them. For a good life and faith in God is a great weapon. At any rate, they fear the fasting, the sleeplessness, the prayers, the meekness, the quietness, the contempt of money, and vainglory, the humility, the love of the poor, the alms, the freedom from anger of the ascetics, and, chief of all, their pity towards Christ. Wherefore, they do all things that they may not have any that trample on them, knowing the grace given to the faithful against them, 
by the Savior when he says, Behold, I have given to you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon all the powers of the enemy. 31. Wherefore, if they pretend to foretell the future, let no one give heed, for often they announce beforehand that the brethren are coming days after, and they do come. The demons, however, do this not from any care for the hearers, but to gain their trust, and that then at length, having got them in their power, they may destroy them. Whence we must give no heed to them, but ought rather to confute them when speaking, since we do not need them. For what wonder is it, if with more subtle bodies than men have, when they have seen them start on their journey, they surpass them in speed and announce their coming. Just as a horseman getting a start of a man on foot announces the arrival of the latter beforehand, so in this there is no need for us to wonder at them, for they know none of those things which are not yet in existence, but God only is, he who knows all things before their birth. But these, like thieves, running off first, with what they see proclaim it. To how many already have they announced our business, that we are assembled together, and discuss measures against them, before any one of us could go and tell these things? This is good truth a fleet-footed boy could do, getting far ahead of one, less swift. But what I mean is this, if anyone begins to walk from the Thebaid, or from any other district, before he begins to walk, they do not know whether he will walk. But when they have seen him walking, they run on, and before he comes up report his approach. And so it falls out, that after a few days a traveler arrives, but often the walker is turned back, and the demons prove false. 32. So too, with respect to the water of the river, they sometimes make foolish statements, for having seen that there has been much rain in the regions of Ethiopia, and knowing that they are the cause of the flood of the river, before the water has come to Egypt, they run on and announce it, and this men could have told, if they had as great power of running as a demon. But as David's spy, going up to a lofty place, saw the man approaching better than one who stayed down below, and the forerunner himself announced, before the others came up, not those things which had not taken place, but those things which were already on the way, and were being accomplished. So these also prefer to labor, and declare what is happening to others, simply for the sake of deceiving them. If, however, Providence meantime plans anything different for the waters, or wayfarers, for Providence can do this, the demons are deceived, and those who gave heed to them cheated. 33. Thus in days gone by arose the oracles of the Greeks, and thus they were led astray by the demons. But thus also thenceforth their deception was brought to an end by the coming of the Lord, who brought to naught the demons and their devices. For they know nothing of themselves, but like thieves, what they get to know from others they pass on, and guess at rather than foretell things. Therefore, if sometimes they speak the truth, let no one marvel at them for this. For experienced physicians also, since they see the same malady in different people, often foretell what it is, making it out by their acquaintance of it. Pilots too, and farmers, from their familiarity with the weather, tell at a glance the state of the atmosphere, and forecast whether it will be stormy or fine, and no one would say that they do this by inspiration but from experience and practice. So if the demons sometimes do the same by guesswork, let no one wonder at it or heed them. 
for what use to the hearers is it to know from them what is going to happen before the time? Or what concern have we to know such things, even if the knowledge be true? For it is not productive of virtue, nor is it any token of goodness, for none of us is judged for what he knows not, and no one is called blessed because he has learning and knowledge. But each one will be called to judgment in these points, whether he have kept the face and truly observed the commandments. End of part 3